I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People don't know what an installment loan is. And they don't know what the actual cost of a loan is sometimes. Whether it's a payday loan or an installment loan or a home equity loan and so on and so forth. And when there is a lack of knowledge, there is a lack of trust. You know, And as long as there is a lack of trust there's always going to be hindrance to the advancement of the industry. 15 years ago, my best mate and I were in San Francisco. Having just pitched at the Social Entrepreneurship Awards, where I met Praveen Sina from episode 15, we had some time to kill and were looking to do some sightseeing. So we jumped onto the internet and searched for rental car options. In those days, though, all the internet really did for us was give us the phone numbers of each major company in the area and maybe show us a heavily asterisk prices from type of offer. So we had to call up Avis, hear how their prices increased in a series of complicated fees, write down the actual price. Then we had to call Budget, hear how their prices increased with a series of complicated fees, write down their actual price. Then we had to dial Enterprise. Though I think after listening to a minute or two of hold music, we lost the will and just chose between the cheapest of the first two offers. It wasn't a great system. But also, if there was a small challenger company trying to disrupt the industry, they had no way of getting their offers to us. So it really wasn't working for anyone. Until surprisingly recently, the market for Canadian loans wasn't too dissimilar to this. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Vlad Shibatov, welcome to the show. You are the president and co-founder of Smarter Loans, Canada's loan directory. So you have a rare bird's eye view of the marketplace, uh, which I guess is yet yeah, particularly sought after now in these volatile times. But you appear to have got to where you are now via a slightly winding path from investments to digital marketing to fintech. So maybe you could start by talking about your career before Smarter Loans and kind of how you were shaped into the entrepreneur that you are today? Well, I did a few different things. And I mean, I've, I've always had a passion, I feel like for entrepreneurship, I took it on a little bit later on in life, I was already 30 years old when I sort of started on a full time basis, I happened to be in the financial industry, working at a company called go it's go easy right now It's is what it's called It's publicly traded firm, a large fintech lender, one of the largest ones in Canada, and, and they were just getting started at the time. So it, it was giving me a good exposure into what at the time was known as the alternative lending space, so non-banked kind of lending. But today, people don't really refer to it as much in that way anymore. It's more or less just fintech lending. And my partner, Raf, who is the CEO, he's the other co-founder of Smarter Loans. He's uh, my best friend. I've known him for like 23 years now. We met in high school. And he was also in marketing, but working on a slightly different type of projects. He was more on the agency side. So he... Uh, had a much more diverse experience in terms of working in different verticals as opposed to being purely focused in fintech lending. And it so happened that the industry was growing and expanding at the time. 
many new entrants came into the field post the 2009 events in the financial market. And as a result, there was a lot of activity happening. There was a lot of new companies coming up, new products and services of the fintech lending area, but there was very little information about it. And if you went online, there wasn't really a clear way to understand all the options, learn about who these companies are, gain confidence in it. You know, Canadians are more conservative consumers than US and UK. There was a clear gap in the industry in terms of being able to bring all that information together for people, enable people and empower them to make more informed decisions when it comes to credit, understand that there are actually credit options outside of maybe what you've been used to at, at your financial institution, the bank that, you, that you've been dealing with your whole life. But there is a reason for that because a lot of people did, did not fit into the same type of box, right? And you had to have these new entrants. That's the gap they were filling. So what we did is said, we're going to create like an Expedia-style website, but for loans industry, so that people can come in and easily understand what's out there, learn about these companies, and then if they want to proceed, make that experience easy for them as well. I think the creation of that sort of marketplace, of that transparency, is fundamental to actually seeing the boom in, in fintech. The big banks need to be scared of something before they would start moving as well. So now now they can do that because consumers can, can, can easily see what's happening. Banks welcome this. Banks are starting to make partnerships and collaborations. They're making investments into fintech companies because they see it as an opportunity for growth. Like they're, they're not stupid, right? They're not going to sit around and just, just wait. I think they all understand the need for innovation. For example, we just recently had the Canadian Lenders Association event, which started around the same time Smart Loans started in 2016. And they initially had maybe 10, 15 people at an event, you know, when they first started. I was there. I was there at the first event. And I was just there last couple of months ago when they ran it in Toronto. There were over 500 people. And these people, they're not just from fintech lenders. They're from insurance companies that are integrating with, you know, uh, lending companies due to APIs and tech. You have lots of banks in there. There is VC firms, right? There is payment processors and like different vendors that support the lending industry because as the lending industry grew, the vendors around it grew as well. And I think that's because it's not just pulled by, you know, a few big fintech companies because the entire industry collectively is moving in that direction. It's only six years ago that you started Smarter Loans, but we are seeing, of course, a rapid change and evolution in what's available and, and how people can react. Maybe if you can take us back to that time, just six years ago, what was happening a lot of the times is people definitely rely on the word of mouth. Like that's always been one way that obviously that has spread. And, and that in, in some ways can be an obstacle to overcome if you're an online-only lender, right? Like how do you gain the reputation? So there were still lenders at the time that were fintech lenders that were coming in that executed brick-and-mortar strategies in addition to online. So you would see on different plazas, you would have stores like similar to Money Marts of the world, right? Like Money, Money Mart style little shops, and but they would position themselves not as payday loans, but they would be more like installment loans, right? So it's supposed to be a little bit better. It's a little bit larger loans, a little bit lower interest rates. It was sort of that middle point between uh, payday loans and perhaps like a prime credit type of loan. And a lot of them were set up in rural communities and you, you would have people that would walk by and that builds a lot of credibility. When you have a store that you can walk into and talk to somebody, at least you know you're kind of dealing with something real. And the rest of them like had a lot of challenge acquiring people online because, well, not so much acquiring people online, but I, I should say people had a, a challenge sometimes filtering out who can really be dealt with because there's a lot of stigma in the industry, one, because the interest rate may appear high. A lot of the websites 
didn't have strict regulations. Like they didn't have examples of what a loan costs. They didn't have much information about the company, about the different fees that, that might may be associated. So people had to kind of just trust their judgment and hope hope for the best that what they're getting is a good deal. And we felt that was a big problem because these are important decisions. It puts you in a certain situation. And I'm not saying that you're just getting scammed left and right. You know, that, that's not what I'm saying necessarily. The lending industry is one of the most scrutinized industries from a Google point of view. If you're trying to advertise or, or try to do any kind of business in that space, you're going to have a lot more eyes on you than if you're selling shoes, for example, on an e-commerce store. So there is already a lot of pressure. And even though scams and fraud that can happen, and we certainly wanted to reduce that by only showcasing vetted type of companies. But even aside from that, let's say you have multiple lenders that are legitimate lenders, they have different terms. So if you're a customer, it's not enough to just say, I'm just looking for anybody who's willing to give it to me, because this is a sure way to put yourself in a bad situation. There's going to be some, some, something about those terms that aren't really right for you. You know what I mean? If you are taking out a loan in order to take care of a certain expense, like an emergency expense that has come up and you need it for a short amount of time, that's a very different type of loan than if you're trying to invest into a new business opportunity and you need to deploy a little bit of capital to get a few things up and running and you, you, know, you want to pay it back within the next two years. You know, it's, it's, so it's a totally different situation. So we felt like it was necessary to explain to people, not just these companies, but also what are these different loan products? that maybe you haven't used before. Like maybe people don't know what an installment loan is. You know, what does that even mean in an installment? They don't know what the actual cost of a loan is sometimes, whether it's a payday loan or an installment loan or a home equity loan and so on and so forth. They don't necessarily know about any additional fees that may be associated that could be reasonable fees, but they just don't know what they are. And, and when there is a lack of knowledge, there is a lack of trust, you know? And as long as there is a lack of trust, there's always going to be hindrance to the advancement of the industry. So we felt like transparency was always a core thing for our mission. And I, I would say when you compare, going back to your question of how was experience different five years ago than now, even though technically it was also different, right? Like tech advanced and players changed and all that stuff. But the number one thing, in my opinion, is that there was a lot less transparency and less trust in the industry. And that undermined the entire growth of it. And now there is much more transparency, much more trust in the industry. And we certainly aren't like the only, obviously, reason for it, but we absolutely played a role because that's what we created from the very beginning. And that was a key reason why we were able to attract people to our website is because there was no other place that they could learn about loans in this matter. I feel like I can see the information I need. I can ask the questions I need without, you know, that extra uh, nerves that come from doing it in front of someone, particularly where there's that sort of power imbalance, you know, somebody's got the money you want. Yeah, especially if they've been rejected a couple of times, right? Like imagine if not only are you stressed about something, but you also were declined or maybe one or two plays, maybe you tried your bank first, right? So it is important sometimes to just take a step back. Like even if you have a loan offer, no matter what it is, no matter, you know, I was buying a house a few years ago and we had a mortgage sort of deal on, on the table from my regular bank, right? And uh, even at that situation, you, I feel like it's important to just kind of take a step back, make sure you have everything that you thought about before you have a responsible plan of how you're going to use the money that you're taking out, how you're going to pay it back. Because from a lender's point of view, that's the customers that you want. You know, one of the, we do an industry study every year. One of the main things that people don't like about the industry, okay, is year after year, and this year more even so than before, is that people feel like they've been rushed or pushed into offers. All that means is that 
they're going to have more customers that aren't as informed, perhaps taken on a little too much debt or taken up a type of debt that they could not properly fit into their lifestyle. It just creates a bad customer for the lender. So they, they also lose. You know, this customer is probably not going to refer anybody else to this lender ever anyway, because now they have a broken relationship. The lender's book doesn't look as good. You know, everybody tries to keep their default rates down. So it's a win-win. And, and that's why we work with over 60 lenders right now. And this is the same reason. The transparency is good for everyone. Lenders that work with us, they understand the same thing I just explained. They also want to increase trust. They also want to increase transparency. And not only that, they want to be the ones to do it. I want to pick up on that 60 customer number you just mentioned, because when I went to smarter.loans, your, your webpage, the thing that struck me is just how many types of loans you cover. It really is a wide swath of uh, Canadian lending products. Maybe let's talk a bit about that in practical terms at Smarter Loans. When somebody comes to your webpage and they want to get financing, they want to compare financing options, what they do, what does look like uh, today? As we grew Smarter Loans, both Raf and I were also learning about the lending industry and understanding that, holy, like there's, there's like a lot more to it than just personal secured loans, than just unsecured business loans. So we started developing relationships and then that became, you know, turned into motorsports and farming and equipment type of financing and buses and coaches. And today we have people financing airplanes and aviation. So it all grew over time. And now if you look at it, yes, that's how we're able to say 60 lenders because they represent different verticals. You know, they're not all in like personal secured loans. They represent a spectrum of different types of products and services. And so collectively, if you are looking for a loan that we say, you know, you can find any loan in Canada through smarter loans because we're fairly confident that there isn't like a type of loan or a type of purpose that you can fulfill between the different providers that we work with. It's all about tech right now. So that's a big focus for us, what we've done. People can come to our website and basically they can either just find a lender they want, go straight to them, or they can tell us about themselves and we do the matchmaking. So we'll connect them. And that used to be a little bit more of like a self-declared, you kind of fill out an application, you tell us about who you are, and then we make, make the matches. Now it's much more tech-driven. So we have a completely integrated credit score as part of the application. We have full banking verification, so we're able to confirm people's income and their financial situation. With so much more data about people that are coming through the website, we are able to know more about them and actually be much better at connecting them to the right type of provider. And that process also is much more seamless now. So people can, first of all, narrow down their options and know exactly what they're eligible for very quickly. And two, if they want to proceed, it usually takes one, two days, and they can receive the funding depending on the type of loan that they're looking for. Every year, you you are putting out a report on the Canadian market. And I saw that the Canadian FinTech Lending Study by Smarter Loans. You've now done four, nearly five years of this report, which has this sort of bird's eye view of the Canadian FinTech landscape, reaching 2,000 executives, 100,000 views of the video version last year. So obviously, sought after and valuable piece of content. It's the number one research when it comes to Canadian fintech lending here. And it's picked up by some major publications. It's very anticipated by the industry. And the reason that that's the case is because it's towards the industry as well. Like it's not a consumer report, it's an industry research. And it explains to lenders, number one, how are people actually interacting with loan products? How are they discovering them? How are they finding them? How are they going about their decision-making? Are they reading reviews? Are they going on different social profiles? Are they consuming different content? Which type of platforms are really effective from a social media point of view, from a customer acquisition point of view? 
and also what drives their satisfaction and dissatisfaction. So everybody kind of wants to know about this, and that's one of the reasons that industry that research has been so hot. And what we've learned primarily is people definitely, first of all, they're what they really crave and need sort of changes throughout times. So most of the recent study, we're about to launch our fifth annual edition. One of the most most important things for people was the they're very interest rate cautious, right? So they become a lot more price cautious now because interest rates are on the rise. But in the past, it wasn't as as primary of a, of a factor always. And what we're also really seeing is that people love speed. So when they're looking for a loan, here's what they're looking for: they want somebody who is fast, super clear, and transparent in terms of a lender, has fair costs. Okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be the cheapest. Like everybody understands that you're not going to get a loan for free. Everybody knows that there is fees. Everybody knows that depending on your financial profile, your credit score, your ability, your cash flow situation, you may have a higher or lower price. You know, people generally have that under understanding already that not all loans are made equal. What they are expecting though is that they can have a very clear picture of the loan, that nobody's going to push stuff down their throat. Nobody's going to take advantage of their vulnerability at the time, you know, or intimidation. Like it's intimidating to to talk about that sometimes because somebody can go into an explanation. Like if you're ever buying a car and somebody starts just throwing out numbers, okay, well, this is your residual value and this is your percentage here and this is your number here. Then there is a fee for delivery of the car. Like it's intimidating to start challenging people and all that stuff, right? But it's very refreshing when you are actually clearly explained. So as long as lenders are able to offer that, they usually get high scores. But if people feel like that's not happening, then scores surely go down. Other than that, like people are, I think the Canadian market has come a long way. Most of the loans that have been received, and this happens year after year, if you get approved and you're actually getting for personal loans, the majority are done within 24 hours. So it's extremely fast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's already an expectation. Like people expect to get to get funded, you know, the same day or at least within 24 hours. Now, going into 2023, we just finished our study. Even going from last year to this year, a lot of recession talk is a buzzword, right? It gets thrown out there. So there's been some downward pressure on home prices. So the real estate market ha has been dropping slightly here as well. Some big companies laid off a bunch of people, right? Like major companies have laid off thousands of people and uh, that has impacted the job market too. So with that situation, when we ask people kind of what is your view going into 2023, what we found with the study is that 83% of people are essentially bracing for tough times ahead and are expecting that they'll need access to additional capital 
next year, right? So they're really trying to, or at least, you know, sometimes in practice, it doesn't work out as much, but at the very least in terms of intent, people are budgeting and saving, placing that as a top priority for themselves. They're going to be looking for additional sources of income. And I think the the gig economy is on our side in this situation, just allowing people to have an extra outlet or two to generate additional income. And I think for lenders, because with higher interest rates, with this type, type of outlook overall, some lenders are also becoming more tight and constricted with their lending, right? So they're not lending as much. They're understanding that people might hit some uh, rough waters, people may lose jobs or because of high interest rates, when people start to renew their mortgages, it might catch up to some people and you know, will stretch themselves too thin. But I believe what's going to happen is that lenders will actually be able to pull people through this because people's lifestyles will adjust and the lenders should be bracing to satisfy that demand, right? In a good way. Like there's still going to be demand for financing. People will need extra capital. Businesses will need extra capital. And some commerce will go on as it did before. And Lenders will play a key part of it in terms of the recovery and the regaining of the momentum and economic activity, I think, the same ways as it happened after 2009-2010. I'm definitely looking forward to, to reading that report myself. I've seen you also describe it as the only report of its kind you, you'll want to watch on social media, not just read. With your background in digital marketing, I guess that's not so surprising. But Vlad, when people go to smarter.loan slash videos, they presented with a wealth of content from your partners, from education stuff, from, from industry stuff. What is your content creation philosophy and where can people go to sort of get some of that content, to see your videos, to, to read the stuff that you're putting out and stay on top of the industry themselves? I feel like the financial industry sometimes gives itself an out by saying that we're a boring industry and our products are dry and they're not video friendly. But to me, it's just an excuse. It's not enough. And our philosophy overall is experimentation. So we do a lot of stuff that doesn't do well. And, and that's how we're able to do stuff that does well. You know, so we will try almost anything sometimes because we are at the leading end of the spectrum when it comes to innovation in our field, certainly in Canada. But I would argue, at least in the lending space, in other markets as well, because we're certainly aware of the major players in the United States and the UK and other markets as well. So and see what they're doing. And we try to not just be the leaders here with the marketing tactics that we do, but also outside. We were one of the first brands in the financial industry in Canada on TikTok. We have over 30,000 followers there now. You know, you can check the banks or any other huge companies in Canada and nobody else is even close to us. There is a reason for that. That's because we know we were, we were part of their beta advertisers. We had our own creators, which we still do, that we work with that make videos for us. And we post on TikTok every single day. So for now... Video is the most effective way to communicate that message. Even a study, a research study that we did, which is long form content, lots of tables and graphs. Why not make that into a video? So we have a separate speaker. We dissect the study into much smaller pieces and make them standalone pieces of content. So it's not even a single video. It's, it's a series of many videos that deliver the essence of the study in much more easy to digest kind of way and a little bit of information. So that same executive, that same person that's in the industry that's interested in this content, they don't have to go and always download a PDF and sit at their desk and analyze it. They might be scrolling through it in the middle of their kitchen. You know, They might be watching their TikTok clips or, or YouTube videos or be on Instagram. And all of a sudden, they're going to have somebody from Smarter Loans, a pleasant person, describing to them the latest and greatest insights from a study and what to expect in 2023. <laughs>
And I think more of that trust and transparency, right? The more we can talk to to people about what we're doing or showing them what people are doing, the more it builds that trust and uh, transparency. So I think nice sort of echoing of that theme going through. Vlad, you're clearly a founder with lots of energy. Smart Alones is clearly a business with lots of energy. You're operating in a market that is volatile at the moment. Certainly, it's changing quickly. Where's your focus for 2023? What are we, as outsiders, what should we be looking for in the smart alone story going forward? Sure. I know it's a volatile time, and that's not the first time it's happened in the lending industry. We've had similar things during COVID and even prior to that. So the market can expand and contract. Some of those things are macroeconomic, right? So there's only so much you can really do. We see the different players adjusting their strategy. Like We see the lenders adjusting themselves. The benefit that we have as a company is we're very agile as well. So we're, we're very conscious of our bottom line. We're also a profitable business. Like I said before, we're, we are bootstrapped. So we're a profitable business that has a very healthy balance sheet. In other words, we're not a company that has a runway problem. We know that during one of the effects of what's been happening is there's less investor money out there that's fueling a lot of lenders. You know, a lot of lenders are new companies. They're startups. And there's a startup, typically... If you've been in business for just a couple of years, a lot of times you're not even profitable yet. You know, you, st- you only had a bunch of expenses. So companies like that rely on the continued access to that type of investment in order to stay afloat. And that becomes more challenging during times like this, you know, when things are more volatile. So all of these things play actually in our advantage. When everybody else slows down, it's a good time to capture additional market share at discount. That's what happened after COVID or during COVID, I should say. Like during COVID, when everybody kind of froze and didn't know what was going on, a lot of advertising dollars got pulled out of Google. They got pulled out of Facebook. Like advertisers, they just kind of chilled for a bit. Nobody was waiting to see what happens for a few months. So during that time, if you wanted to advertise, you can actually get significant discounts on major keywords, like major inventory in the digital space. So our approach is we're continuing to develop to facilitate our mission, which is to create the best borrower experience in the industry, continue building trust with our target market. And for somebody for whom, you know, marketing is kind of our bread and butter from our competency point of view, we're certainly going to be using this time to find unique ways to reach more audience, to cover and capture more market share, and to continue establishing smarter loans as the household name for anybody who's looking for loans in Canada. So we're continuing an aggressive outlook, and we're fairly confident in in our positioning in the market. Yeah, well, it's a great story so far. Lad, if people want to learn more about smarter loans, either maybe they want to look for loans in the Canadian market or they just want to learn more about you as a business, maybe they want to access that report when it comes out, where are the places for them to go to sort of follow the story? Absolutely. The best way would be to go to smarter.loans, our website. We work with a lot of companies actually that are outside of Canada. So we have one of the biggest trends in the Canadian market that I think fueled a lot of the growth is the entrance from outside. So we have a lot of companies that are US-based for who have expanded into Canada over the past two years. Same with the UK. There are multiple companies that we, that we work with that have presence in both of those markets. So it's not uncommon for us to take an existing company from an outside market and actually position them in a very good way within Canada. And the best way to just learn more about our company is to go to our website, smarter.loans. And usually if you just do a Google search for a Canadian fintech research or a Canadian lending study, Smarter Loans, you'll certainly find us all over there in all kinds of formats. Vlad, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure hearing about what's happening there. And yeah, really interesting to hear our trust and transparency. I think great keywords for, for making lending better in all markets. So yeah, thank you again for your time. Thank you for having me on. Have a great day. 
and I'm really looking forward to this being released. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn, where lending nerds are found in our largest concentration. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England, and edited by Fina Charlson of FC Productions. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show or just www.htlmts.show, and I'll see you again next Thursday. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.